Is he not good? He's so good. Oh, we thank you, Lord. So easy to have special moments in the presence of God and just kind of take it for granted. But man, the maker of heaven and earth feels welcome to manifest his very presence among us. That's a, an amazing, beautiful treasure. Thank you, Lord. Could you give me just a little bit in, in the uh, monitor? Fellas, thank you so much. I just want to honor, we have an amazing sound crew that most often thanklessly serves faithful in secret, faithful in little and made rulers over much. Amen? We speak that over the sound team. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I, uh, I, I believe the Lord's put some things in my heart that I want to share today, and my prayer is, Lord, I don't want to say uh, one thing more than you'd have me say, because there's a lot I believe he wants to do, um, but also I don't want to fail to speak what he wants spoken, because he's created us with a mouth for a reason. Now, there's also a reason why I gave you two ears, one mouth, because you do the math. Uh, listen a little more than we speak, but... What we hear, Paul said, I believe, therefore I speak. And so we're to speak. And Peter says, speak as the oracles of God. So, Lord, I just yield every word this morning. Let every word spoken, Lord, just as we're, we're together right now, I thank you, this has already been in operation, just as, as words have come forth this morning. We thank you, Lord, that every word pulsates with your power, Lord, with healing, with deliverance, Lord, with the life that comes from you and you alone. Oh, Lord, we give you all honor and all glory. We say, Lord, there is no one deserving of glory but you. There's no one deserving of praise but you, oh God. We honor you and we revere you. Holy Spirit, we just offer ourselves up as living sacrifices, and we say, have your way, Lord. Can you just pray that to him? Just tell him, Lord, do what you want to do. I'll yield to you. It's also not a passive prayer. We, we don't passively say, just do whatever you want, God. Go have fun. No, we, we say, Lord, do whatever you want, and show me what you'd have me do to participate in what you're doing. Amen? Um, but the Lord is here. I believe He is going to... Uh, man, I have faith for miracles today. And I know that we've, we've already seen God do wonderful things. I mean, man, it's awesome. I feel like, you know, there's so many times I'm like, I hear of a testimony. I'm like, you got healed last week? What? I didn't know that. You know, and so it's, uh, you know, I, I think um, we're going to see more and more of that. And um, and it's our heart to make sure that we're testifying of what God is doing. But, um, but I believe there's a lot more. And, uh, and I, man, I just, my heart is full. I've, it was like maybe Tuesday or Wednesday of this past week, I felt the Lord say, I'm going to touch my people. And I don't know exactly what that means, but I know it's good. So um, can we yield to that? 
Can we yield to him touching us? Lord, we thank you. We thank you. In Jeremiah, it says, when you search for me with your whole heart, I will be found of you. There's a, this element of God is so ready to do something in our life. He just, all he needs is for us to position ourselves to say, okay, God, I'm open. You know, you ever, you ever seen a professional football a receiver running down the field with his hands closed? If you ever have, he likely didn't have a job next week, right? The receivers have their hands open. Why? They're needing to receive something. They don't have the ball. They need the ball, right? And, uh, and I just really believe the Lord wants to do and give what is needed today. We need to receive. Amen? Um, and it takes humility to receive that, that word that, by the way, Hopefully, you know this in Scripture. If you don't, that's okay. But in 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about the gifts of the Spirit. Today, we had a lot of gifts in operation. It was awesome. There was prophecy. There was a gift of tongue. And there was an interpretation of tongue. And that interpretation of tongues about humbling ourselves before the Lord, man, I could just, the Lord was so on that. Because when we finally get there and we just say, okay, God, I can't do it, and we yield to him. That is what invites the creative power of God that made the heavens and the earth to now do something in our lives, but through our lives. You know, we think so small. We're like, if I just get healed, then I'll be okay. Like, God's like, yeah, I'll do the healing, but you have no idea what I want to do through your life. It's so much bigger, so much higher than we could imagine. In Ephesians 3, it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think. But how many times do we really approach him with faith against that? We'll quote it, and then we'll say, Boy, I can't imagine him healing this knee. God, you hear me? And he's like, I can do that. You have no idea what I want to do. Beyond that. And trust me, we should be believing God for healings, and there is nothing too small for him. You got a big toe that's in pain, trust God to heal it. Ask him. He loves us, and nothing's too small for him, but how, many, how do we know nothing is too big for him? Amen? Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I just, I, I, I feel a, a word that the Lord's put in my spirit that he's been speaking to me, and um, but uh, before we, we jump in, I just, that, that message last week, if you were not here on Sunday to receive of that, it was both teaching, but it was also impartation. It was like activation into this like increasing of the Lord, into this growth of the Lord, into this let's all be disciples of the Lord. And he does that in fellowship with one another, but the Holy Spirit, man, he is in the growth business. And like, I, I, just, I just feel like this really quick, like, man, we need to stick the thermometer out there and be like, hey, how is my, like, am I growing? Am I healthy? Am I okay with the Lord? And it's okay if the answer is no, because he's here. And he is, I believe the Lord is, in, is right now, we're like in a season where he is doing a very deep work. I also feel like he's really accelerating it. 
Like it's just a quickness to what he's doing, but it's not shallow. It's really deep because he wants to make his bride so whole. He's our high priest. It says in, in, in Hebrews that he saves us to the uttermost. He's a high priest who was completely acquainted with all of our sufferings, all of our weaknesses, all of the things that we face. And so he is able as high priest to save us to the uttermost, which sometimes I think down, 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 like deep, 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 deep to the depths of our being, to those things that we've carried with us for years and years or decades and decades. God wants to heal, to save, to deliver, to cause us to walk in abundant life, not mediocre life. Amen. Uh, but I, I recently, I was just thinking of this, uh, I have my, my truck has a check engine light. Anybody love check engine lights? It's the best thing. You turn the car on, check engine. Oh, man. And, uh, and so I've been avoiding it. Anybody else? Check engine procrastinators? Uh, it's like, <laughs> it's not that bad. You know, I still turns on. We're good. Uh, I won't tell you how many weeks, months, or otherwise that I've uh, procrastinated. But uh, I've been, anyway, I called up a place, and I was like, hey, I could, I'd like to get this checked out really quick. And they're like, yeah, you're booked. we're booked for like weeks. And so I'm like, great, okay, cool. They're like, hey, if you go to like one of the auto stores, O'Reilly's or you know, some of those places, they'll do a free check engine thing. Anybody ever done that? And what, so free advertising for O'Reilly's, uh, if you got to check it. No. <laughs> but, you know, I, I believe the Holy Spirit's so good to just bing, like check engine. And it does, you don't know what the issue is, what needs to be dealt with. But it, how many know it's helpful to know? And the Holy Spirit's so good to reveal, like, hey, something's up. And then it's us to go, okay, Lord, I need to plug into you. You know, they actually take a device and they plug it into your car and it reads, the computer tells it, hey, there's this code. This is what's wrong. So here's how many hundreds of dollars it's going to take to fix that. Uh, and we'll have it done in five weeks. Um, but how many are grateful God can work faster than that and do a lot better work? Um, and not bait and switch us. He's the father of lights in whom there's no shadow of turning. Anyway, praise God. Um, but sometimes there's the check engine going off, and what we do as a default is we don't look at it. Right? And I'm, I'm obviously metaphor, announcement, metaphor. Um, uh, I, I know some people who are... Um, metaphor anemic or whatever you call it, they uh, have to encourage them, hey, I'm, I'm actually using a metaphor right now, so uh, that's for anybody who needs help with that. But in our life, sometimes the Holy Spirit's throwing out the check engine light, and our natural, I'll say the word natural, carnal response is to ignore, is to pull back, I don't want to, just be busy. Let me be more busy. Let me take on more things. Let me be distracted by this. And in the name of things that are good, I'm bettering myself. I'm going to read 900 books this week when the Holy Spirit's like, just spend five minutes with me and watch what happens. And I'm not against books. There's a lot of good ones out there. Let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you. Eat the meat, spit out the bones. There's one book, Yield 100% to... And that, this book will eat your meat and spit out your bones. Okay. Um, come on. There's a lot of bony butts around here. Anyway. 
Yes, praise God. Here we go. He went there. Every religious spirit just, yes, praise God. Exposed. Okay. But here's, here's some friendly check engine codes or check engine lights that I believe just kind of offer us this, hey, you know what? Maybe I really do need to lean into the Lord. Maybe, I, maybe the Holy Spirit really has been wanting to do something and I've kind of been avoiding it. And, but you're, you, you haven't quite gone, yes, I, Lord, I need you to do something here. But this busyness kind of distracts us from it. But here's a few helpful things that I think the Lord kind of just through truth shows us that something's off. And, and I'll just give you a friendly list of a few. It's, this is not exhaustive. But if you don't have peace, if you do not have peace of mind, peace in your home, peace with God, peace with others, it's just a check engine light. This is not condemnation. This is check engine. And if something's not okay, then come to him and plug in and let him do something. If you feel like you're always running on empty, like every day, like, oh, I just, I don't, I'm always running on empty. Confusion. If you're just consistently finding yourself in confusion and things are not clear and you don't have this clear sound of the Lord and peace um, in your thinking, if you find yourself consistently battling depression, anxiety, just check engine lights. If you're not in covenant relationship with God in His ways, tithing is a good example of that, what Pastor Jonathan was exhorting on. If you're not in tithing, it's a check engine light. Because if I am so 100% yielded to him and his word and he's been eating my meat and spitting out my bones, there's something that happens in me that says, God, every part of who you are, every way that you've instructed me to live, I want to live that way because I want to be yielded to you. And man, everything God does is not to condemn, it's to bring us to him. That's the word conviction. It, it exposes and he wants to draw us in and say, let me heal that. Let me set you free of that. Let me cause you to walk in life and not in bondage. And so God is, uh, he is not in the condemnation business, but man, when I read Malachi 3 and got the revelation that, oh my goodness, when it says, you know, trust me in this and test me in this, that if you tithe and bring tithes and offerings into the storehouse, that I'm going to pour out a blessing. I'm like, that's cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. What hit me was the, the verses following. He said, and then I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And it, it begins, that whole passage begins with a revival call. Let's become a people that once again return to the Lord in fervor, in strength. And if we want revival, I tell you what, God wants to move in all aspects of life. And man, it, it often starts with the little. Like Pastor Jonathan was exhorting, faithful and little, man, what opens up when we're in right relationship with him? But also, man, if we're not in that relationship with him, I'm not undercovering. I am so grateful that when my kids are sick, I say, Lord, I thank you that by your stripes we are healed. Guess what else I pray? I thank you that, Lord, because we tithe, you will rebuke the devourer for our sake. Whoever would have thought you'd start bringing tithing into healing. But that's how God works. We've put our trust in him with this little thing. And now, God, I thank you that you have opened up the doors to all these big things. Um, if you find yourself just not hungry for his presence, for his word, for worship, those are all just check engine lights. Again, it's not condemnation, but it's a, hey, that's not a healthy indicator and God wants to make us so saved to the uttermost 
that those things aren't going off. That's not the end goal. That's just an indicator. The end goal is, oh, Lord, to know you. There's nothing. I'll trade everything just to know you. And in knowing him, though, God does so much. Um, but the, maybe just a simple question is, is, is there growth in my life? Am I growing closer and closer to him every day? And if the answer is no, there's no middle ground, I believe. I learned this. I thought that you could just either be growing, like walking away from God, or like in this like middle zone, which is just like drift. Guess what? When you drift, there's only one direction you drift. It's away. I learned that in reality. In my life, I drifted. I believed a lie. I be, I really, it was a deception of the enemy that like I can have a form of godliness and deny its power, but yet still be okay. And the reality is that I can't be. And so it took a while before that stuff got worse and, and, and God really called me back and man, it changed everything. But the second I turned my heart to him is the second all of heaven and everything that he has in supply. As Pastor Jonathan preached last week, I mean, God has given us everything. The kitchen is stocked. The grocery store is full and he's paid for it all. Like we, all of heaven's supply comes in the second we just come to him in humility and turn our heart to him. God, it's amazing. So my, my encouragement to you is lean into the Lord. Do it here right now, but when you go home and when you go to sleep tonight and when you wake up in the morning and when you go to work tomorrow, Lord, I yield, yield this day to you. Lord, I, you said if you want to be my disciple, deny yourself, pick up the cross and follow me. Lord, I deny my, my own desires. I deny my own dreams. I deny, deny my own ambitions. I deny everything that I want to have happen in my life. I deny it all. And I take my flesh and I, Lord, I can't, I can't nail myself. So Holy Spirit, I put my hands on the wood. Will you take the nail and hammer the flesh nature, the carnal nature? To be carnally minded is death. So I want nothing to do with death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So God, crucify the flesh that I might live in the spirit today. I want to live according to your life, not pretend to be alive when I'm really dead. Jesus said to the Pharisees, you're walking sepulchers, your tombstones. The cup looks really beautiful on the outside, but it's dirty and nasty on the inside. That was not hate from God towards his creation that was love from God to his creation enough to confront the lie that it's okay that everything's okay God is doing a work I believe of separation I believe he's doing a work of, of, of just purifying us and I, I know we've been through a season I, I really believe like man it's, it's like God really has his winnowing fan and he is winnowing <laughs> took me a long time to understand what winnowing meant. Uh, when I was younger, I, I, I thought that it would make me smarter to read the King James Bible only. Uh, I kid you not. Uh, somebody gifted me it like I was about 12 or 13 years old, and somebody gave me a King James Bible, and I was like, okay, all right, then I'll just take that, Lord, as a sign. I'm supposed to read the King James only, and uh, you know, we make up these funny deals with God, and I think he laughs and doesn't mind, but uh, I thought it's going to make me smarter because King James is harder to read, and, uh, and it was, um, especially when you want to try and pronounce baptizest. 
Um, I baptize thee in the name of the Lord. But uh, anyway, you know, it's just, uh, it, it's, it's funny how, how God works. But he is doing a work of winnowing, of separation. Lord, we thank you. And we just yield to you today. Can you just take a moment, just, just responding to this, like, God, I, I want you to just take a thermometer check right now. Let the Holy Spirit, says he leads and guides us into all truth. Lord, we thank you that you said we can know the truth. That's not just to have an understanding or, or to just simply know a fact. But Lord, we get to know the person who is truth. You said, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. Lord, we just yield to you today. Holy Spirit, we thank you for just revealing truth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for revealing your truth. The Lord is doing a new thing, and so we, what, what we want to not do is try and stick to a pattern. We just yield to what he's doing. He knows way better than we do. What he's doing in worship this morning, that's a new thing. It's the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. Lord, we just yield to you. We thank you. Just offer your, your heart to him. I can, feel, I can feel sometimes like some of us, hey, uh, yeah, that's cool, that's cool, it's good preaching. All right, when's the altar call? And then I can go. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm imploring you, yield right now. Just yield your heart. It's not, a, you're not complicated Christianity. Just say, God, am I okay? Am I healthy? I yield my heart to you. I yield my mind to you. Anything that's not right, Lord, just would you bring that to the surface and would you touch that part of my life? Oh, Lamanda Randare Masho. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you know you need him to touch you today, I want you to ask him. Just very just as a child would ask their parent for food. My kids are really good at asking for food. They do not work it up. You know how we, we try and get super duper holy, holy, and God, if I pray enough, maybe I'll have faith to believe. Just ask him and trust that he's a father who loves to give good gifts to his children. If you need him to touch you today, I want you to ask him right now. Jesus never deals in the business of hype. Never. He has no hype man. We're not even called to hype. We're called to prepare a way, but it's real. He deals in the hope business. And I feel like some of you today, it's like you just like, God, my tank is empty, and I've run out of hope. 
There's some here today, you, you're just, your answer is, I have run out of hope. That's just like where you are right now. The Lord has hope for you. If you just, as that word was this morning, just yield to him, just humble yourself to him and say, Lord, I need you. That's humility. I need you. Let him this morning. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to share something briefly, and then I think we're just going to have a time here of responding to the Lord, and we're going to see whatever He does. Um, but I want to fit this in, just share this word. I was, um, I was praying at the end of this year, and I hear all these different prophetic words coming out. This is, this is a word for the year 2023. How many heard the words for 2020? This is the year of vision. Uh, I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, but... Uh, it's okay, you can laugh in the presence of the Lord. Um, only if it's funny, though, so no worries. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> I don't think that was the, the word of the Lord for 2020. Vision, uh, natural mind makes that up. Uh, but anyway, uh, but for 2023, there's all these words, and I'm like, is that a thing? Like, do we always have, like, this is the word for the year? And uh, I was kind of like just debating or asking God and kind of joking, you know, I'm like, we all kind of have a sense for where God's going, and there's a need for prophetic words because they speak things that are not as though they are. It, it brings a, a release. It causes something to happen. Jesus didn't even come in the flesh until enough prophecies were given so that it could become a thing. God speaks his word so that it will happen, but like this yearly thing, and I was kind of debating about it, and then uh, God is, I think, really funny um, because I'm like kind of doing this, and I don't know just in honesty, I was kind of belittling the, the idea in a sense. I was just like, there's just so many. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, the Lord just put a word across my heart, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's funny. Uh, wow. Okay, God, you got a sense of humor. And then I realized, Paul says, I see in part. We see dimly as in a mirror, but then when we see him, we will see him as he is. We'll see clearly. We'll see in fullness. And, and there's a reality like we see in part, we prophesy in part. We see pieces. And that's the beauty of the body is everyone's seeing different pieces. But I, I believe the Lord is the reason there's words right now is because he's forming and he's piecing together what he's about to release and, and do and what he's actually already up to, but now putting words to it as well. Um, but the word he gave to me was dissonance. And I'm like, okay, that sounds really uplifting and encouraging. Uh, the word of the Lord should be for edification, exhortation, and encouragement. It's to, I love Steve Sampson, build up, stir up, cheer up. That's the word of the Lord. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, there must be a positive thing here. You know, uh, you ever been in a situation where somebody tries to spin a heavy situation, you're in a room and it's all heavy and dark. Well, what do you guys want to do now? Um, well, I was like, okay, God, what is this about? And immediately I just had this connotation with music because I've done a little bit of music and I think musically often and, and I'm like dissonance and resolve. Dissonance and resolve. That's like a musical thing. Like, when you, Do you know what a dissonant note is? Yes? And it just resolves. Okay, here we go. Guess what? We're doing it. Oh, it's not going to be great. 
Uh, but I'll just play a chord. Okay, so this is like a diminished chord. That's dissonance. You want to hear resolve? Everybody's waiting for the resolve because you all know it. You all naturally do it. Re. Yes, that's resolve, okay? Praise God. Music theory 101. You're in class. You're, you're, you're good to go. Everybody hire, jumping on the worship team? Sweet. Okay. Uh, if you do, go home and practice. Okay. Um, and get with Jesus. You know what's the number one requirement for worship team? You know Jesus, and you spend time with him, and you've let him pour his oil on you, and you've poured out your heart before him. Lord, my heart is like Mary. I just want to bless you. I just want to bless you. I just want to bless you. That's worship. So, see Christine running. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I, this sense, and I'm, I'm going I'm to make this brief. I pray, praise God. Say, help him. Okay. <laughs> Don't shout me down. Okay. But here's what the, the sense I got from the Lord is that the church has for a long time been in an unholy harmony with the devil. The church has at large been harmonizing with the devil. It talks about in the last days there will be a time of doctrines of devils. Second Timothy, I believe, somewhere in there. And, uh, and there's just, but, but the reality is, it's just like, it's the ways that are not God's ways. And it's the mixture that's the problem. It's, there's a lot of good, but I tell you what, 99% good and 1% demonic, the devil is so happy with that. Because it looks like godliness, but it denies its power. It's either all him or not. Amen? That's the deception. But, but that there's been this time of harmonizing with the devil through ways of compromise, partnering with religious spirits, and operating in earthly wisdom. James 3 says the wisdom from the earth or beneath is earthly, sensual, and demonic. Wherever there's self-seeking and envy, there is confusion and every evil thing. So I take church and do it man's way, and I get devil's answers. But we do church, which is birthed under the name that's above every name, and we do it his way, and we get his results. So the book of Acts, how many of you have just hungered and thirsted for the book of Acts to be on display in our day? Amen? Guess what? That's where he's taking us. That's what he's doing. But if we want God's results, we've got to do it God's way. The word Babylon means confusion that comes from mixture. So the bride has been confused. I know God's ways, but I don't see his results. What is this? But there's been the mixture, and so the Lord's removing leaven. He's removing the yeast that, that leavens the whole lump. And for reasons of pride, unbelief, self-seeking, etc., etc., the church has been deceived and operated in a form of godliness but denied its power. But what the Lord is doing is he's separating his church from every form of leaven, producing a holy dissonance that may cause believers to misunderstand the tension that they feel. How many have felt tension? 
How many have felt upheaval? You felt like, whoa, this is like messy time. The dissonance is because we're coming out of harmony that's not even really harmony. It's, it's an unholy, uh, confusing harmony that the Lord is separating his people from because he's tired of how it's been. And he's in his mercy and in his love for his people, he's not letting it go any longer. This holy dissonance may cause believers to misunderstand the tension they feel but cannot often explain. In reality, this is simply the noise, the discomfort of becoming separated from every form of compromise, separated from religious and other demonic spirits and from all forms of earthly wisdom. This work of the Holy Spirit is a spirit of judgment and a spirit of burning. Judgment is not something to be feared. Perfect love casts out all fear. We don't have to fear judgment because of the love of Jesus. When we receive of him, thank you, Lord. Judgment is a wonderful thing. The Holy Spirit exposes what is not of God so that God can deal with it. And we can yield that to him. So don't fear judgment. It's a spirit of judgment, a spirit of burning. When he separates the wheat from the chaff, he burns the chaff. So that it's no more. The Lord is exposing what the enemy has been getting away with. In the ways of man that do not please the Lord. Similar to when Jesus turned the tables, God's work will at at times feel uncomfortable, but it's a wonderful act of his love and mercy to set things in order. And out of this dissonance, the church will be brought into a new, glorious, holy harmony. Not like a lullaby, but a sound that contains matchless beauty, strength, unity, and power. A harmony of God's creation, and it will truly be a harmony between both heaven and earth. I believe we're going to experience more worship. It's going to increase where the veil between heaven's worship and earth's worship is going to draw, draw very slim. And we're going to have times where literally worship in heaven and worship in earth will match. They'll be in unity. In 2 Corinthians 6, it says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? This does not mean you cancel all, your, all of your people you know in your life. But our fellowship is in God's ways. Our deep walk is with one another in the Lord. There's a separation. We, we're not living by man's ways. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. Can you just say that? I am the temple of the living God. says we were bought with a price his own blood and then the lord says as it was written i will dwell in them and walk among them i will be their god and they shall be my people therefore come out from among them and be separate says the lord thank you lord thank you lord 
Lord, we want to respond to what you're doing. We don't want to make a move. We don't want to make a movement. We've seen enough movements called this, called that. All we want is what you're doing, what you're moving on. We want the movement that is not just in your name. That's you yourself. As we respond, could I ask Christy just to come and play on the keys? Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord. There's, there's just four things I believe we need to respond to, and we have about eight hours to go through these. So praise God. Uh, and it's, it's only four points, so don't worry. It, only nine bullets per each. No, I'm just, uh, no, just going to give you four things. One, this is very simple. I think the Lord is trying to uncomplicate what we've done. The doctrines of devils makes things complicated, and that's why we're confused. It's either all him or not. So here's my points. Repent. If you're out of fellowship with him, if you're out of deep union with the Lord, repent. I feel the Lord's heart because he is not here to blast. He is here in love, a burning, fiery love. We see Jesus laying down his life. He didn't do it in secret. He arrived on earth in secret. But when he gave himself for us, it was on the top of a mountain with his blood being poured out. He literally poured out his love toward us. Romans 5 says, but God commanded his love toward us that while we were sinners, he died for us. In Revelation, John sees the Lord, the resurrected Jesus, and he sees him and he says he had a, 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 his hair was white like wool, his his feet were shining like brilliant brass. The light that emanated from him was full of glory, but he said this about his eyes, his eyes were like flames of fire. And this is the heart of God this morning. This is the heart of the Lord this morning. It's a flame of fiery love. Not condemnation, but fiery love. And he says this in Revelation 2. Nevertheless, I have this against you, church. He's not talking to the world. He says, church, you've left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you've fallen, repent and do the first thing. I don't want to do this, but if you don't, I will come and remove the lampstand from your place unless you repent that's not mean that's mercy that's the love of God I'm telling you don't 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 miss this don't miss the lampstand don't 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 lose your lampstand come come repent repent return don't wait don't wait don't wait I remember the day when God dealt with me in my own mixture I had a form of godliness, but I denied its power. But when the Lord spoke to me by the mercy and the grace and the help of the Holy Spirit, I did not, I literally did not let the sun go down. I said, if I don't make a change on every part of my life, I literally even called off an engagement in my returning to the Lord in that night. In a matter of hours, my life changed forever. And I still look back. 
that was what had happened. And there's so much God has done, there's so many milestones, but that's where it started. And the altar wasn't in a church, it was in, in a home. But we're at church right now. And there's an altar here. And we need to respond to him. We need to return to our first love. If you've drawn away, just draw near. Points are repent, draw near. You will seek me and find me and you search for me with your whole heart. Hebrews 10, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, let his blood wash you today. Draw near. The third is yield to what he's doing. Every day, follow him, obey him. Just whatever he's leading you into. Hey, you know what? Stop hanging out with those people. Just yield. We don't need to know the why so many times. Why, God? Let me explain it to me and then I'll follow you. No, I don't need to know. I'll just follow. Watch what he does. Just take his word at it and watch what God does. And the fourth is obtain what you need. Come and obtain what you need. Ask him for what you need. If you need mercy, there is mercy. The Lord's been just continually just saying the word mercy over my spirit. And Psalm 130 says, O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is abundant redemption, and he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. With the Lord there is mercy. And his mercy is the timing right now. It's on operation now. His mercy is for now. And so we've got to respond to him now. It says, seek the Lord while he may be found. There will be a day where no longer can we make a choice, but now we have time to choose. So I want, I want each and every one of us stand up, respond to the Lord. If your response is, God, I thank you that I'm on fire for God right now. I thank you that you've been working in me. Lord, I thank you, God, that you're just you're purging everything that's, that's not of you and, and you're causing me, Lord, to just hunger and thirst more for your presence. Whatever that is in your way to respond, respond. If your heart is, hey, God, Lord, I thank you that, Lord, you're speaking to me right now and you're showing me I've drifted away from first love and I'm returning to you today. Return to him. Return to him. And I, I believe there's some of you today, you need to be at this altar. You need to respond to him. You need to say, God, I'm not right with you. So I want to be right with you. And there's something that happens when our physical flesh gets out of a chair and walks forward and says, God, I'll give you everything. And if you're here today and you're in need of a touch from God, I believe that, God, that the Lord just wants to touch us powerfully today. Let's take a moment here of just consecration, which is to set ourselves apart unto him, to respond to him, to respond to him. If the Lord is saying something to your heart, if he's tugging on your heart, I implore you, do not harden your heart, as it says in scripture, as in the days of the rebellion. Those that left Egypt, the problem with most of Israel they left Egypt, but Egypt never left Israel. They left Egypt, but Egypt was in their heart. The ways of man was in their heart. The ways of the world was in their heart. The doctrines of demons was in their heart. So they, they're leading into the promised land, and they're looking back saying, we had it better back then as slaves. The Lord is here saying, I 
not only called you out of Egypt, but I am here to call Egypt out of you. I'm here to remove the ways of man, the deceit, and the things that have led you into bondage. I'm here to set the captive free. I'm here to cause my church to no longer sleep, but to wake up. I'm here to cause my church to no longer be confused and crippled, but to become alive and walk in my power and my beauty and my glory. Jesus, we respond to you. We thank you, Lord, for the holy dissonance, the sound of your mercy, the sound of your mercy and operation, God, to separate the things of this world, the, the wisdom of this earth, and the partnership between the church and the devil. I thank you, God, you're severing that tie. You're causing your bride to become the holy, spotless bride that awaits the bridegroom king that looks for the day of redemption. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In returning and rest, we find salvation. Oh, we thank you for the beauty of repentance, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to repent. We thank you for the, the, the time that we have to return to you. Thank you for your mercy that you are slow to anger, but abounding in mercy. There's some of you here today, the check engine light has been going off and you've been trying to ignore. If you need to respond to the Lord, I'm, I'm telling you, don't wait. I learned this. This is the secret. If you want God to cause growth, if you want God to cause your life to abound in the abundance of his life, respond. You just respond. Every time he's working, every time he's speaking, whatever he's doing, just get in on it. Lord, I just come under your, whatever you're doing right now, I don't even know what you're doing, but I yield to you. Have your way in me, O oh God. Have your way in me, O oh God. 